This is CliffCentral.com. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. Jumbo and welcome to the Fashion Lab Show. My name is Lizo Gumba Regisford, your host, and thank you for tuning in once again. Now, on today's show, we are talking everything denim, and I have a very wide smile. I mean, you should see my smile that starts from my left ear to my right ear because denim is really an essential part of our lives, I think, not just mine. Now, as the beginning of a denim-filled August uh, at Fashion Lab Africa, what better way to start this special month? Now, I'm going to just give you, for those of you who are thinking, hmm, let's talk about denim, where do we start? I will give you a quick history on just uh, denim and jeans. Now, invented in what we call in French, so I'm going to give it to you in French and then we'll come back to English, 1873. That is 1873. So think about it. Think about the evolution of denim. Think about where it started. Jeans are made of a material called denim. The, dem- the name denim comes from the name of a sturdy fabric called Serge de Nîmes. Now, Serge de Nîmes, initially made in Nîmes, France, hence the de Nîmes, hence denim. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm doing some engineering work here today. But anyway, weavers of Nîmes tried to reproduce the cotton corduroy that was famously made in the city of Genoa in Italy, but with no luck. Uh, and obviously with trial and error, they developed another twill fabric that became what we now call denim. Now, that was cotton twill textile in which weft passes under two or more wrap threads. The wrap threads were dyed into indigo while weft threads remained white. That, that kind of gave it that denim blue color on the one side and then white on the other. Now denim is highly durable and that is why it was used by people that needed clothes that would last long. Um, I'm sure for, for some of you who know um, Levi Strauss, Jacob W. Davis uh, used these for their jeans uh, pants. Now, I don't want to go too much in because I'm not really the history uh, teller much. You know, I'm just like very interested in understanding how things and how concepts and how everything evolves, where it comes from, where it's going to. Uh, today, our special guests are none other than our FLA squad. We're joined by our contributor, Edgy Benson, who also runs NU New York. Uh, Edgy, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. How are you? Fine, thank you. With your echoes from New York, what a guan. <laughs> What's going on on your side of the hood? <laughs> I'm just as happy as you are because we're talking about denim. And I hope we are all wearing denim. Do not let me find any of you. You know, we're only three today. So I hope that somebody is wearing anything denim. I don't care if you have to hold a denim pen and you know who I'm talking to. So, Edgy, what are you wearing and what's inspiring your look today? I am really going to shock you today because I'm not wearing denim. I figured we're going to talk about denim. So I'll not wear it. Seriously. <laughs> I'll look at Edgy, it from a distance and Edgy, talk about Edgy, it. Edgy, you about to get fined, you know? <coughs> you about to get a big fine, you know? <laughs> okay. I know, right? Okay. So what are you, do we even need to talk about what you wear? I feel like finding you means we don't even care about what you're wearing, but we do. What are you wearing anyway? But that's just rude, you know? That's a rude thing. It's a rude boy thing. <laughs> well, today I thought, well, we're talking about denim because denim embodies this this um, idea of being casual and also being dressy. And I thought, well, I just stay casual with it. So I have a T-shirt on. And um, 
Well, you could call it denim, but I have some tulle pants on. Uh, because today I just want to enjoy talking about denim without. Edgy, you're, you're, you are ridiculous. I can tell you that. Just, just know that. Just know that I, this is coming from me to you with love. You're just ridiculous for not wearing denim on the denim day because that's what we should be doing, but we'll let you slide. Welcome to the show and it's really nice to have you today. Um, we are also joined by Francisca Marzilli with her echoes from New York. Mar- uh, Francisca, welcome to the show. And please tell me that I can tell the world what you're wearing because I think I know. <laughs> I'm ridiculous too today. <laughs> oh my God, Liz is in trouble today. Me, you, you, you look alone in this. <laughs> Oh my you, God. You're, I guess you're wearing denim today. Guys, we are always like, we are, the, we are team. What happened here? What are you wearing, Francisca? Seriously, before I go into bashing you too. It's interesting because me, me and the, and the AG had the same intuition. So what are you, okay, so Francisca, what are you, what are you wearing today? Let's just, let's just go there. Today I'm wearing a very bon ton <laughs> dress, mini dress, in a white linen by Gant, <laughs> the Gant collection, and an high-heeled uh, sandals uh, by Massimo Dutti. So I'm very out of the Deming trend. You guys, I just really no, literally no, want to put you no. in a box and send you back to Nîmes in, I'm serious. I'm going to send you back to Nîmes. <laughs> but anyway, it's really good, um, hearing from you and thank you for joining us today and for looking fabulous. We're going to tweet what, actually, I'm not going to tweet what you guys are wearing. You're on your own today. <laughs> you just tweeted yourself, but I hope that you can tweet what I'm wearing because today I'm wearing a beautiful, beautiful trench tunic from my Lizo Gumbo denim collection. And it's so oh beautiful. My God, I have to literally, I'm going to take, a, yeah, I'm going to take a little video of it and then like, I'm going to just tweet it just now, but I'm feeling very denim full. And like you. So oh, you're wearing that, that, that trench. Oh my God. You must look incredible. <laughs> so conformist. <laughs> Guys, I'm not going to give you a chance to make fun of me. So also that, just keep that in mind. But anyway, I really think it's uh, really nice. Uh, I'm feeling very fresh. And you know what's funny is before I left the house, I literally ran back into change because I kind of had something on. And then as I'm busy wrapping up on the denim thing, I'm like, oh, I should be wearing denim. I'm the one that rarely wears denim on this show anyway. So, hey, here we are today feeling denim this is a really full uh, uh month of denim um we're also going to be doing something really fun at the end of this month it's going to be a three-day fashion weekend and we're going to talk about it more as it comes along but it's going to be all about denim this month so uh for those who are tuned in uh if you have any uh uh, sort of, uh, ideas or subject matters or conversations that you think we should be having and we have, we haven't touched on, please feel free to e- email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com. Uh, we are also on Twitter at fashionlabaf. We are on Facebook and Instagram at fashionlabafrica. And we definitely would love to hear from you. Just another quick reminder, my favorite segment at the end of the show is called Who Would You Want to Dress and Why? So if you're feeling denim-ish today, please Share with us. If you want to dress someone in your denim collection, if you are just denim-ish, whatever it is, uh, hit us up. Uh, we're on Fashion Lab Africa um, on Instagram and Fashion Lab AF on, face- on, on Facebook and uh, Twitter. So we want to just go straight into the matters at hand. 
There's no special guests other than ourselves, so today we are the special guests. So hey, something good to celebrate besides denim. And uh, I just want to go straight into the conversation and touch on a few different aspects of why denim is such an essential part of our lives, because it really is. Now, um, I think the first thing I want to do is, Edgy, maybe you will give us like your top three denim brands or maybe top top denim okay well we already know yours francisca francisca okay okay Edgy, can we to. start with francisca at least francisca what are your top three denim brands just as we get into this denim conversation well my top three are um, diesel levi's and uh, moschino and what is it about any of the brands that makes you feel so attached uh, to these to these brands? Well, these are because is um, is from uh, my my family's land, and uh, I assisted to since the, the it, it was born up to now all the evolution all the I was somehow sharing also the the evolution steps of it, and uh, I think it's a very interesting and inspiring story. Okay. Then Levi's, Levi's is a, is a reference uh, worldwide. I think uh, everybody has had his uh, own uh, Levi's uh, of the of life. <laughs> I have mine since uh, twenty years. I cannot uh, describe how are they now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I would never waste them out at all for uh, any any reason. And uh, the Moschino. Moschino line is because uh, it's uh, so so feminine, so uh, so paradoxical sometimes, uh, uh, and I like it a lot. It's very clever, very nice. Now, Danny, I'm mean, edge back to you. Um, between the three, your diesel, diesel, and diesel, what what is it that you really like about? Like, what is it that makes you inseparable from your three top brands, which is diesel, diesel, and diesel? <laughs> How did you figure that out? I could send you my script and it says that. Diesel, really? diesel, diesel. I'm not joking. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. No. Come on. I I think it's about my consumption. Like what I like about in the about the jeans that I consume. Um that's exactly why I like diesel. I think I've had a relationship with them or wearing them for like, I don't know, for at least the better part of 15 years. And we've also worked with a factory in Italy that makes diesel. So I feel very connected to the brand and I feel like they understand what I like in, in denim. I want it to, to be trendy. I want it to be, um, not just trendy in fit, but in washes and treatments yeah. and detailing. And I want some sense of adventure. And diesel gives me a lot of all of that. And also, because I'm a, diesel, a, a denim developer, I, I feel like diesel gives me the framework that I need. Like if I didn't want it that that way, it was it was always close enough that I could I could tweak it. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's that's very good, um, Edgy. I really hope that they can be another new brand that speaks to you as we continue to go through this evolution oh, are, of our relationships. <laughs> They just haven't won me over yet. Okay, well, we'll we'll see how things go for you. But um, for me, I think my top three uh, denim brands would be, uh, I'd probably say True Religion, definitely, uh, because of the fit and the cut and how it sits on my body. Uh, I would definitely go for, um, hmm, let's see, 
Lizo Goomba, of course, is the top. So actually put true religion behind. Uh, we start with the Lizo Goomba denim, which sits on me like God knows what's happening. I mean, I could wear that denim every day. And I'm not really a denim girl who, like, you ca- ca- hardly catch me in denim, but that denim is really cool. So the Lizo Goomba, the true religion, and then the mid-60s, because I feel like... um Again, it's about the fit, the cat and everything um, on the denim. So for those who are tuned in, feel free to share with us some of your favorite denim brands uh, so we can understand why this relationship is so serious and what it is you love about these brands. Um, otherwise, I want to go back to uh, just touching on different um, elements of this denim conversation. So the first thing I want to talk about or touch on, um, Francisca and Edgy, is denim and the trends itself. We obviously know, I think for now, maybe I could say current ten- denim trends could probably range from the dark denim. There's a few, a lot of distressed fabrications. There are some loser jeans as well as nifty embellishments and hardware. What are some of the trends that you guys are seeing within your side of the world? And uh, what do we like about them? What's the, what are some of the trends? Well, on, on my side, at least for, for, for what we're developing right now and the, what we're delivering, um, the trends are more, we're doing a lot of the 60s. When you move away from the trendy jeans, when you move away from, from uh, just signature jeans, where like these will give you their signature, rock and, um, uh, G-Star, and um, every, uh, Joe and everybody will give you their signatures. There's the the, the trends. What's trending is more like the '60s. The 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 the, the, the mom fits we call them. Um, the high waisted uh, fits, uh, very slim, distressed, um, skinnies. Um, that's that's really what's what's happening. A lot of distress, a lot of tears. Um, and and the fits are really really. There are two extremes though. There is the yeah. the, the 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 really slim fit, you know, mm-hmm. the, the slim the the slim trills, uh, and and denim themselves. And then there is the the baggy fits, uh, the loose androgynous fits that are not about. It's not about elegance, but just. I hate those. Those are like the worst. Thing, yeah. They look like people, they're, they're people big, look they're like they're, they're about to like deal. they're about to literally <laughs> fall over. Like I, I I if I see one more of those I'll fall over myself. But, but you know what you know you you will look in you will look incredible in that. No 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 not for me please. Edgy stop there. Stop. <laughs> Not for me, <laughs> not for me, not for my personality, for, not for anything around me. But that's very interesting. Um, Francisca, what are you seeing in the streets um, in that side of Europe? I see in the streets uh, this kind of uh, 60 and 70s mood, mm-hmm. like uh, the edgy said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I'm longing to see some punk, some um, rock uh, uh, style because I'm very I I can say between friends uh, <laughs> I'm very tired right I'm very <laughs> you're very rock I'm and very roll tired to see yes I would uh, I would embrace this kind of uh, trend so you're not without, seeing that uh, enough any doubt yeah sorry so sorry? you're not seeing a lot of that rock rock and roll sort of rock glam on in the this denim. moment now but I my preview for uh, fall winter is. Uh, is in this way. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
I, I think it so. also depends on on you know the rock and the roll. It's kind of mm. personalized. I mean, like yeah. we do have some we do have some trends that are going on now that you could think they're a bit rock and rolly. You know, like the patches. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the patch was a I would say maybe like a flash in the pan because it was hot in in February and it's a little low right now. Uh, but that's that's a trend that is very cool. And then we have the the asymmetrical hems where one side of, and this is both for pants and skirts, where the back side is a little longer than the short side, than the front side and from the side seams. You know, that's, that's really, it's, it's trending a lot. It's, it's, it's really strong. So, so now, so, something, uh, yeah, go ahead, Francesca. Whoop. Sorry, <laughs> something I am I'm, I'm observing a lot, also in um, in uh, extra jeans uh, context, more social, more uh, formals, are the denim aspects that um, uh, different uh, companies are um, making. Uh, for instance, Anirmenegildo uh, Zegna Tessuti or uh, or the uh, Albiate of the Gruppo Albini are investing a lot. On uh, putting this uh, this kind of uh, this twill, this uh, denim twill, but mm-hmm. uh, made with the noble fibers, mm-hmm. with the cashmere mixtured with linen mm-hmm. or um, or with mohair wool, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a, a new frontier. I think it's not uh, fully fully explored still, but uh, I I'm uh, really interesting about uh, observing this uh, evolution because uh, I can see in the fairs I can see uh, in the um, in more formal environments that also uh, people that is not uh, wearing jeans the whole life is uh, starting to invest in a also uh, I could say expensive a more expensive piece uh, and social and formal of uh, of this kind of uh, these uh, noble let's say so jeans luxury jeans and it's interesting mm. yeah it's a luxury but uh, it's uh, in the fabrics it's uh, it's an intrinsical luxury it's I, interesting mm. i guess it's interesting i just want to add on to that cuts? Oh, yeah. sorry. Go, go ahead, ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just going to say, even in the cuts, you know, there are a lot of small companies that are making um, couture jeans, you know, like three as four mm-hmm. that we work with. Their jeans, their approach to jeans is so couture, you know, um, the, the shapes, the cuts, they're historical, um, they're, they're very severe. It's not what you see in the market because, I mean, now you can wear a denim suit to work as a, as a corporate attire, you know. And they, they tend to take care of that, where they will give you a complete denim suit that is, I mean, it's severe, but it is a suit. And it's, it's just, it's just beautiful. I love the, yeah, just to, just to touch and add on to what, um, Francisca is also talking and really emphasizing on this whole luxury denim. According to mm-hmm. Joseph de Assetis on his recent article on Forbes on the future of luxury denim, uh, business and how technology and fabrications are actually playing such a vital role in the luxury mm-hmm. denim industry, he says luxury denim is not really news to buyers who bought and sold them in quantity for the first uh, for the past few years. So he's just basically touching on like this spring summer 2017 season, uh, the concept of technology moved the luxury denim business up 
to a whole new notch. Absolutely. And then you think about luxury denim, denim and how it's segregated from regular stock denim. So some of the stores are positioning the denim in the sportswear category. Uh, in a word, mm-hmm. luxury denim obviously is filling a void with a complete coordinated business attire. And that's why people more than ever, like you said, Francisca, can now walk into, even CEOs and execs can walk into the office in denim without looking yes. like they're not serious, yeah. you know? So I think for years there's definitely been an empty space between the casualness of jeans and the sophistication of luxury denim. Mm. However, I would love to, uh, edgy also just to, to, to see how we can take my brand to that level because I feel like as a fashion, uh, denim brand as well, I would want to have my brand, my denim positioned on that level of just, of luxury because it's not your, my stuff is not your everyday, you know, people like, I'm wearing this dress, I'm gonna just send a picture now shortly, but I'm wearing this trench tunic which everyone who's seen me today are like oh my god where did you get that and like what is that it's it's denim but the way that it's cut the way that it's tailored just makes it look like something else is going on other than just denim could you just tell me because obviously also you're the one who developed and um manufactured my denim what where would you put what sort of positioning would you put this denim um on what where 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 are we are we luxury are we kind of in between luxury and your casual or where are we with these pieces i think um, i won't i won't i won't say i won't use luxury or i won't use luxury as 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 a a way to describe you you jeans um i like to stay away from the word luxury with jeans because jeans it's something that is very democratic in a sense where yeah. everybody can wear it. So I, I would say your the one that, I mean your your line is very um, very modern, like a thoroughly modern look at jeans, where jeans is every shape that we want it to be, you know, and jeans is every fabric that we want it to be. It, it doesn't have to be this thick denim that we know. It could be a mixture of fabrications, like Francesca has said. And it's it's also in the cut, you know, what's happening in the market and and you wanna cut your jeans that way because we live in them. They they should be as representative as possible to the the era in which we live, you know? And and so your jeans is it's today. Your jeans is modern and and trendy and it's uh it's definitely accessible. Definitely not casual. So I'll tell you something though for me. I feel like positioning wise, I would I would be happy to move towards that luxury side of it. Because again, for me, um for some people accessible is great. For for me, I feel like there are there's a million brands in the, in the denim brands in this market globally, bil- millions that what is it that sets one apart from the other? And I feel like the market especially that has the lowest, most casual styles, even though they may be smiling to the bank more than the others would, I just feel like for me, I still want to set, try to find a way to position it and set it a bit apart, not far off, but really apart, away from the casual, away from the easy. I don't want the accessibility stamp on it. Is that is that being business savvy or is that being business snob? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think it depends on what you consider accessibility. I mean, accessibility yeah. in itself is, is just a marketing thing. I mean, it could be price and it could be that the product is is accessible to people who actually love it, you know? 
and it doesn't have anything to do with pricing. But not you know, easy. But not easily. When I say accessibility, I mean you. It's, I'm 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 talking from a, whether it's a bit of price, but also a bit of. If there's 50 of this, there's 50 of a style and it's finished. And like, it has to be something that is not, it's not, we're not in Osu market selling mangoes. It can't be like mangoes from every corner of the market. Let's assume for your, for your brand that we're talking about accessibility in terms of placement, you know, or where, where you place it, you know, and um, the, the brand as it is, I mean, you can place it. Wherever Everywhere. you want, because it's ready. It can it, you can play you can place it at Harrods, you can place it at Neyman's, you can place it wherever you want. You know, it's it's a brand that doesn't that kind of defies that kind of um, it. It's not it's not in a box. It's just a brand that you can wear knowing who you are, and someone else can can wear who understands style. Um, it's a very savvy brand, I would say. It's it's. It's very, very savvy. And it was designed uh, with you in mind because that's who you are. Well, that is, uh, that is very <laughs> nice. It's special. Now, guys, I want to touch on something else. Now, Edgy, do you remember when I was in New York for New York Fashion Week and we were watching this, um, at your place, we were watching, I just couldn't remember the name and I still haven't found this documentary. It was a denim documentary. And just kind of very interesting. Do you remember the name of that documentary so we can also share it with the with our oh, listeners? Oh, were we were we watching? We probably were watching uh, Balmain. Was it? Are you sure? Yeah. I okay. Think it was well, it's this. This I think for me, this documentary is for those who want to even find out more about denim. Are really important. Now, um, I want to just speak about the monetization on denim. And I remember that in this documentary, they had, uh, the, I think it was Japanese boys, some two Japanese boys, uh, making denim, but they, there was another guy who was collecting denim. And this denim pieces could be sold for like, gosh, for what fortunes. So, so one of the things I want to just, one of the facts I came across today is, did you guys actually know that the most expensive pair of blue jeans is sold for $250,000? Another fact that was very interesting. Did you know that the longest pair of blue jeans is 68 meters long? <laughs> There's so many interesting. How much? I miss. 68. I miss the, the connection. 68. 68 meters. That's the recorded as the what? longest pair of blue jeans. And for those who are tuned in, especially here in Africa, please don't go and make us a 69 meter one to show us that yours is the longest. We're just talking about of, about some of the really cool facts. Another thing is for me, I also thought the $250,000 for a pair of denim. What the, what is going on? I mean, is it dribbling diamonds? I mean, what's happening with this pair? What could possibly be happening? It, it may not just be because it may not. You have to understand there. It may be just a piece that has a lot of technology in it, just to move us forward. It's just like how how car manufacturers make that concept car. That's not the one you would buy. Mm-hmm. It just has an embodiment of things that you would you would get when the real thing goes to production. Uh, but that's the same with developing clothing. It's the same thing with the, what you see on the runway. Is not always what you're gonna buy. True. You know. Mm-hmm. We, you always have to tweak it, but I think when you have to make a statement in anything, you have to be really, really grandiose in a sense, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, so that you can you can then Stand dump out. it down a little bit for the public <laughs> to use. But I think that's that's yes. that's what it may have been, you know. 
Um. <laughs> but let me let me ask you one thing. Uh, uh, where them? Uh, where these final these parallel genes? Uh, new or used for me i think that as much as um edgy just mentioned something about maybe the technology behind the denim whatever it is mm. i also think that there were there were denim pieces from back in the day someone might say it's a pair that someone found in 1895 and was worn by john wb whoever the hell that is and that it mm. it is such an archive that has such a big value because of who wore it when it was done and and You know, so I don't know. We, I, these were just facts I came across on my way here. And I just thought, let me see what is going on with some cool things around denim. So I'm not sure about it, but I'm sure we can, we can Because find there, out. There more. must be an added value yes. around this, yes. this price, of, yes. of course, about uh, who lived into them. <laughs> No, for sure, for, uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and for those who want to sell uh, it for $250,000, now for you, please. It's not for every pair. It's not for everyone has different stories. Course. We don't know which one this one is, but I think it's just I mean, interesting. There's, there's so much to explore in denim, you know. There's so much to explore. Just we're talking about the, 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 the sales. This is the front end of it. But when you talk about the back end of it, there's just so much that is happening in the denim industry, yeah. uh, in terms of the technology, not just the technology of the fabric, the technology of the making of the genes, you know? Um, how yeah. the environmental concerns are affecting these technologies and sh shaping the way we make genes. Like, so in China, we have this problem where the denim factories are really polluting the environment in terms, because the denim, yeah. the dyes have to go somewhere when you're done dying, you know? And so you can see rivers that will turn blue because this, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, maybe I'm exaggerating, just, yeah. but there are, it's really a problem. Edgy, can you just, now, sorry, before you go on, can you just like, let's talk about the dying process quickly before you move further. So how do you, or how does one, what, how do you get your denim uh, organically um, dyed? Like, so a process that does not, In, in you know that does not affect anything that does not you know like you're saying with the dye where does the dye go after all of this denim's dyed and well, and what I mean, what is and what is the alternative that's the thing that we are working on so there are a lot of chemical dyes and there are also a lot of plant dyes that are used for organic genes you know those dyes are non toxic uh, i wouldn't say it non toxic but just a lot less toxic I think everything is toxic. Um, you know, so if you're using the, 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 the chemical dyes, there's a certain way that you have to dispose of them, you know, but no matter how much you plan that disposal, there's just there's so much dye to dispose of. So eventually it does have an impact on the environment. You know, there's, there's just, it gets to a point where you really can't do so much, you know? And, you know, so now because of environmental pressures on the, on the chemical dye ends, we can now dye without using water at all. So they are dry dyes, you know, they're mm, chemical dyes, but they're, di but they're dry. Yeah. And that is helping a lot. I mean, for the, for the non-toxic dyes, like the organic, the, 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 the plant dyes, the, that process can be the same as as the as the original as the standard pro, uh, process with the with the plant with the chemical dyes but 
these dyes are not that toxic, you know. It's just finding the right way to dispose of them where they're not flowing into streams. But denim production has a lot of environmental issues that, that come with it. And and the industry is working very hard to address those, you know. So there's so much at the back end of denim, you know. The enzymes that go into curing your, your dyes and your washes, uh, there's just a, a lot. So, of, so I have a question for you again, Edgy. For again, and it's a lot of information as well because I'm also learning. I'm not a denim manufacturer, but um, the fact that um, we consume denim and we love denim is also nice to know a bit of the back end. Let's talk about uh, the enzymes and just kind of open up that a bit for 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 those who are still wondering what that means. Another question also is um, while you talk about the enzymes, I would also love to know what the different washes like so if you decide to miss a step on the washes like i remember with some of the pieces that you uh, manufactured for me the the process is like some of them have three washes some have mm-hmm. two what's what so what if one has one or two or three or four what's the what makes why the many washes and what's the difference between one wash and three washes I think I think it's just a process, you know. Like if you want just a basic garment wash where you want the denim to remain blue and not look distressed or too distressed, that's just an enzyme wash that doesn't eat away the color but cures it well. And uh, so the more washes, you, the more character, the more you can get more more flavor in in the sort of yeah. The more the more fat, the more enzymes, the more chemicals, the more bacteria that is used to to in, in curing the genes in 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 distressing them will affect the, the how the color looks. Yeah, but there's a lot of chem- chemical processes in the, in the laundry to. To achieve the looks that you want. Francisca, you're very quiet over there. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm also listening and learning. Yeah. 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 Um, so let's talk about the, the, the. Hello? Go ahead, Francisca. Mm-hmm. The big challenge of, uh, of the, all the, the producers of textiles in general. Uh, really is uh, is uh, to optimize the the effect the impact on the environment effectively uh, going back to the to the conversation of uh, before to the topic of before um, about uh, the edges um, uh, things about the dyeing uh, effectively uh, there is uh, there is um, uh, a huge a huge uh, challenge in front of us because every 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 uh, technique is uh, can be less less toxic, but not absolutely toxic, uh, not toxic at all, zero toxic impact. So it's a big challenge. It was just what I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I think I think denim denim because denim is probably of all garments produced in in the world. Denim probably is like thirty percent of everything that's yeah. done. So there's a there's a lot of very important, and it's and it's also very specialized production. You can't just <laughs> just do denim. You know, it needs special machines, needs special laundries, and you know you have to have a, a special. I mean, the, the milling the denim fabric is not ordinary. You have to have a specialized 
meal for, for denim for all the different the different looks uh of each of each denim fabric and you know it's 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 a very deep industry and for us we are working with factories in Prague and in Portugal uh, and of course in China developing different kinds of you know both standard and basic denim the premium denim and the basic de- denim they are so totally different you know the premium denims are done with very long yarns you know while the basic denims are the, the shorter yarns and they they you know they cure differently uh, they feel differently the fabric is more durable with the with the with the premium yarns it's it's a, it's a lot i mean we've got we've got a whole month to to look at denim and i'm sure that we're going to look at all the different back ends and front ends as 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 the series goes on so you know what's so what's so cool about denim just to add on is that it's amazing how you can be in a room full of people and one's wearing a $10 pair of denim another one's wearing a $100 pair another one's wearing a $1000 pair and another one maybe a $10000 pair and it doesn't matter that's that it doesn't matter because it really doesn't matter when you're in a room with people wearing denim or people walking on the street in denim Unless you really want to go close and really look at the detail and look and see what, what you could be wearing, your price points are not really visible at some point with denim. You, anyone could wear any, anything and, and, and you can get lost in a crowd without really, you know, it comes back to the point of you may have spent X amount on it, but does it really matter? That's how intense totally or right. mind boggling. Denim is, but this is uh, this is the new frontier of luxury. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was saying. Quality, inner yeah, quality. Yes. Mm-hmm. When I was saying that denim is democratic, I think that's yeah. what I mean. It is really, mm. yeah, it is really democratic. Everybody just has their own different touches on it. Uh, like for us. We don't approach, we don't approach it in any way different. If, if we're doing premium denim and if we're doing basic denim, the approach is the same. The product quality is the same. Exactly the same. Just the fabrics are different and the treatments are different. But there's not a single difference in approach. And uh, an important difference, uh, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I, I work uh, uh, often and develop um, brands with the brands developer in Italy especially and in Portugal also um, the, the brand uh, makes uh, the difference it's another word really <laughs> but uh, uh, the, the, the label you put in a pair of jeans makes all the difference but the truth is when Sometimes. you're standing in the street Francisco when you're in a crowd or when you're at a concert and there's a million people in denim screaming and having so much fun you can't it doesn't even really matter <laughs> like You're it doesn't right. matter because no, no one's gonna come of to course. your backside to go of and course, see but let me see where the label is and see which one this is yes but uh, but it matters a lot in the shop when in the shop on the internet when a, when a person chooses his or her pair of jeans it matters yeah, a lot for, pa- for, pa- yeah it's a personal it's a personal thing. It's a choice. It's a personal thing. You spend yeah. what you want based on what you. And the the label matters a lot. No, but I, yeah, but I'm just saying a... only to you, who's buying it, not to anyone else. Well, 
But you have to understand, like, denim brands actually invest a lot in this perception that we have to have about their denim. Uh, exactly. And, you know, like D squared, you can't get a pair of jeans for maybe less than $600. Yeah. And, and diesels, they're like 400, mm-hmm. 300, you know, but there's a reason for this, you know, and then you can get Levi's for, for a lot cheaper, but there's a reason. These guys, uh, specialized denim manufacturers who spend a lot of money, uh, denim brands who spend a lot of money just innovating in denim. That's all, uh, that's all they do. They innovate and they drive actually the innovation they drive the technology for denim because of what they want to achieve in denim you know so these these brands are catalysts for change and you pay for all of that you pay for their for their innovation you know they are for all their adventures in, in in innovation you pay for that and it's you feel good to wearing it because you know that it's been it, it's just it's it's a research product it's a it's a product that has a certain pedigree, um, but at the end, when you walk on the street, yeah, people might not know, but people who know may know. But I mean, I guess that's then in democracy. <laughs> yes, but uh, um, uh, exactly for this reason, uh, we have a lot of brands that uh, are not born uh, with a denim. Denim uh, nature, uh, the, the 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 brand IDN is not uh, denim. Mm-hmm. That now are producing denim mm-hmm. to penetrate that mm-hmm. segments of market they didn't have before. Mm. Yes, True. I'm talking about, uh, for instance, when I see a Valentino jeans, when I uh, if I think uh, about an Armani jeans, I'm thinking about brands that were born. Was born, were born in uh, a different way mm. yes. with haute couture, uh, prêt à porter, mm. uh, mm-hmm. with different kind of programmations, uh, with uh, different uh, circuits, uh, with different systems. Uh, so uh, they are they are making now uh, uh, jeans because they penetrate that kind of jeans customer that should not buy. Uh, uh, spontaneously, a uh, Valentino authentic uh, garment. So, it's, it's, yeah. I don't know if. Uh, yes, you're making. Sense. And, and yes. also, all of that is not just because they want to penetrate the the market for the sake of it. There is a realization that denim is not a work cloth anymore. Denim is serious cloth. You know, it's our yeah. life. You, you, mm. Yes, yes, of course. Work. I mean, I wear mine to sleep sometimes. They actually yeah, <laughs> you are, yes. you're ext- you're an extreme <laughs> consumer, but yes, we agree. <laughs> Den- uh, denim is because has become such a big thing. You know, for, so for me, I want to talk about the. Obviously, we've also touched on the current climate of of just denim generally, because obviously. When Francisca, when you and also Edgy have made points around the fact that brands that are not even have nothing to do with the denim have now realized that it's time to penetrate because denim is how yeah. you touch everyone, whether they're whatever, yes. despite whatever. So, what would you guys advise? First of all, from an African perspective, with brands that are coming up, would you advise African brands to also focus on producing some denim? Because I feel like one of the things, and the reason I say this is I can't, I don't have, I don't know, I have never bought denim from any African brand before. Uh, out of my research, yes, there are a couple of brands. There are some brands that we're also going to be talking to throughout this month uh, where we focus on denim. 
but there is something about pushing this on a on a whole another level. I'm not talking about the three little denim pieces in the rack in the back. No, I'm talking about real, really getting into the business. Edgy, first of all, let's start with you. What are your thoughts around that? Or what would you urge African brands who are thinking of delving into this uh, denim uh, market? Is it a good idea now? Is it, is it, is it, and if it is, is it, you know, what does it mean? Because we can't just also delve into, into a market of, of a new, sort of a way of of, of of doing business without really understanding it? I think it's very important to, to understand what, I mean, I mean to, to kind of go back to what Francesca was saying about brands that were born, that were not born with a denim DNA, but now have have to include denim because of, because of their realization of what denim is to their market and to their particular consumer. I think the African designer, every line can have denim. We don't have to have designated denim brands mm. that would be fantastic because they will invest in in knowledge of denim but i think if brands in africa designers in africa can take their their, their consumers as a specimen to design around then what does your customer wear a lot you know what do they do and what do they wear doing those things and you might find that you know Denim is going to be a big component of what I do or should be a component of what I do, no matter how small it is. So I think for African designers, it's just trying to understand what your customer does, not just designing in a void. You have to design for a purpose, you know, Mm. to fill your customer's purpose. If you design from that part, you can see that denim is so important to every consumer that we we cater to. And they can begin to then... um, do add denim to their to their portfolios. Yes, it might be difficult to manufacture it in Africa, mm. but having that consciousness will drive the innovation to manufacture it in Africa or wherever you can manufacture it. You know, but at least you, to have it in your consciousness is important. Mm. Francisca, what are your two cents on that? In my, in my opinion, uh, African textile has so many contents about uh, prints and manufacturings that um, should explore more what it has. <laughs> uh, I think uh, denim is not, uh, would, uh, would be not, uh, for, for now, in, the, in this moment, uh, still uh, is not uh, uh, a good, uh, a good uh, challenge. But don't you think, Francisca, considering that everyone has, I think they say a woman averagely has eight pairs of den- of jeans, just a regular person, averagely. So, so the fact that everybody, everyone has a pair of jeans or two or three or four or 15 or 28, like we all do. Do you not think that from a business perspective and also from being just using our conscience to say as you continue to expand your business, obviously you bring something where there is you fulfill a gap, you know, with your where there is demand, you need to replenish. So I feel that it would also be silly to say, well, we are still focusing on selling bananas because bananas are just amazing and we love bananas when the truth of the matter is that the demand for denim is already just overwhelming and everybody wears denim and it means that because of the fact that there's not really competition wise there's not hardly any brands producing proper denim in the continent and if they are it's very few and they could actually really position themselves uh, ground themselves better and and actually be the the african i i didn't um, i didn't tell you in the right form okay what i think 
I I think that uh, Af- um, African uh, thinking about uh, Aliso Gumbo, mm-hmm. Aliso Gumbo brand, mm-hmm. I see a lot of uh, amazing prints, amazing uh, garments, and also the uh, segment of the jeans. For me, this is a, a right way to to play in the uh, to play in the in the market. So to incorporate but the prints onto the de- like to co- incorporate the prints to the denim. Yes. That, okay. Absolutely. They fit uh, very well. Uh, everything uh, combines uh, with everything very very well. Mm. But uh, investing 100% in the jeans production would have uh, other aspect to consider. Like uh, first uh, we talked about uh, the the laundries, we talked about uh, the, all the process of dyeing and mm-hmm. uh, washing and so on. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think uh, um, I, uh, I think it, it's a lot of investment yes. to fill a segment. You can have the same. You can have the same uh, making a segment of jeans and all your uh, pret-a-porter and uh, ready-to-wear line. Well, it's not one hundred percent. Is that uh, is what I mean? Is uh, uh, is the hundred percent of reproduction in jeans? Uh, it's something I don't see so 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 well. Okay. I don't know. Well, when we were when we were when we were thinking about when we were like brainstorming Liz's line, for instance, we had we had a board for just African prints, African printed denim. Uh, you know, so I I mean I think Africa is, is just full of potential that is so untapped. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I do think strongly that if an African, it's just how we nuance it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, denim has a strong, we always say, oh, it's so hot or whatever, but denim, and you go to the African market or the African street and people are walking around in denim and it's, yes, 90 degrees hot, but denim is denim. Denim I, is I feel denim. Like it's a denim is denim. That's, that's the key word, Baba. Denim is denim. I think that's where mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to wa- wrap up here, wind down. But I really think it's amazing. Now, before we get into the who would you want to dress and why quickly, what is your parting shot or what is your, I, what are your ideas around or where do you see the future of the denim industry, uh, especially in Africa? For me, I would say, it's, it would be very nice for Africans to play in this industry, not just rely on what China dumps on us, but let's in, let's just, let's deliberately think denim as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, a part of what we do as a fashion designer. I mean, you may not love it, but sometimes we don't love it because we have no access to actually making it really good. Um, but I, I would think less, less, Give Africa some denims that are African. Hmm. Thank you. And Francisca? I think that uh, it's a, a, a field um, unexplored still. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a huge potential in front. And um, I think it has uh, a lot of chances. But all, always uh, um, seen as a, a segment of the market. You're right. Hmm. It's a segment. It's a particular segment. It's particular and super popular segment of the market. 
Thank you, guys. So, I, yeah, I think we uh, we definitely all feel the same. But I think the truth of the matter is, I don't see denim going anywhere. I only see it becoming and integrating into our lives even more and more. So whatever we can do to monetize or whatever we can do when it comes to how to really make business sense out of the fact that it is always in demand, I think is where we need to focus on as the continent, especially. But thank you guys for your feedback and your input. Uh, we're going to, who would you want to address and why? Ting, ling, 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 ling. We're going to start with Francisca. <laughs> uh, today I would like to address uh, an icon of these days uh, that uh, is uh, Gigi, Gigi Hadid, mm-hmm. and uh, her, her sister, Bella. With uh, denim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And Edgy, who would you want to dress and why besides yourself and, and Francisca and me? <laughs> well, I would really, to be honest with you, I would like to dress all of us in, 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 in a pair of jeans made in, in an African way, you know, like with African yeah. prints and stuff. Because we have yeah. so much to offer, man. So much. Yeah. I've seen this African, I've seen this printed jeans like, I'm like, damn it. Me Imagine too. some yeah. African prints in, in yeah. some iteration. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. I want to do. You, Francisca, and me storming the studio in African print jeans. <laughs> Please, when, okay. when? I'm buying my flight now. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing this thing on the 24th, 25th, 26th. But today I want to dress, um, all the fabulous girls who are looking for something beyond an ordinary pair of jeans in their wardrobe. And I think that there's girls who have like me and like everyone else, like 50 pairs of denim. And what happens is we keep buying them, but they kind of look, they look so similar that you don't even need to actually look through the back. You can just pull out the one and just pretend you're wearing that one, that one, and that one. So I feel like um, it's time to up our game when it comes to denim because this is a love affair. It's not going anywhere. And uh, I think the idea is to actually get them to experience the Lizo Gumba brand. And yes, I am pushing it because it's mine, but there's nothing wrong with that. I never push much, but this one, we have to share it with the world because it's beautiful. It's well-tailored. It's for the classic girl. Oh, my God, the high-waist, wide-leg trial. Oh, Lord. The rompers. Oh, Lord, Lord. Ooh, wee. Boy, I am just, this is becoming a really, this is a real serious moment. And let me tell you that also the new thing is as well, and I'm hopefully going to be able to play that. Um, on Cliff here um, as soon as it drops it's called Denimania it's the song that goes with the denim uh, it's also on my new yes. album so it is this denim thing is so we are so happy I'm so happy today I don't care what happens I don't care if I missed something or if <laughs> someone's honking behind me I don't even care if I'm late to the rest of the day I just love the denim conversation I appreciate you Edgy and Francisca also coming in with your input for those who are tuned in Thank we you. are on fashionlabafrica.com it's time to up up your jeans please we are tired of wearing those same styles we have some new styles so check us out He's a, heat us up uh, and uh we're continuing this denim conversation throughout the month, so we'd definitely love to hear from you. Until next week, it is peace and love. Fashion Lab on CliffCentral.com. This is CliffCentral.com.